This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Uh, well, welcome to this special episode, um, uh, which we have loyal Facebook supporter David Robbins to thanks for its existence, haven't we, Ian? Yeah, so if it all goes crappy, he's the one to blame. Yeah, David, it's your fault. Yeah, no, last time we mentioned that we had two subjects uh, yes. for this week, potential subjects, neither of which uh, bore fruition. <laughs> and yeah. I'm thinking, blimey, what are we going to do? Shall we just go to season one? But uh, no, no, David on Facebook says, why don't you feature the Time Squad aliens and uh, so that's what we're going to do and it's rather special this because uh, for the first time we're talking about three characters and we hardly know anything about them yeah other than the fact they like wearing leather nappies leather nappies and they've got yeah. some odd weaponry yeah. yes hmm so so let's do this then um time squad aliens so yes the story is time squad and yeah. um, fourth episode yeah and this yeah. this story i always remember the cali bits but I'm, I'm, I'm the, I mainly know the, the the alien parts from the Trevor Hoyle novel. Yeah, you're right. The I was thinking about this uh, just before we started recording that. Yeah, I I'm more familiar with they flesh out this more in the novel than the television program does, and especially because I think we said before that the these bits were sort of trimmed heavily in the compilation VHS. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's weird that the novelization is is better known than the actual program one, and it and it's creepier yeah. as well. The bit yeah, we'll oh, be much, talking much shortly creepier, when Jenna's yeah. alone in that hangar, um, yeah, it, it's much more threatening and creepy. But uh, yeah, we'll... I think the because um, on the BBC it's just a, a cheap set, isn't it? Yes. Whereas in the book, it's you're you're thinking of Alien, aren't you? You're when yeah. you're reading it, you're thinking of like the when. Uh, when Brett goes off to find Jones the cat, it's I, I picture that sort of scenery. Mm, yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that bit when we get there, but, but let's start at the beginning. And uh, you've got an animated Liberator again, haven't yes. you? The cardboard yeah. cutout scudding across the colourful sky, which you, very, you're, very you're, you're, you're not sky, keen of. No, I, I do I'm like. Not, I, I think it's a bit too colourful. It's a bit too... Um, someone's discovered one of those blow brush gun things that you used to have mm. at school i think if i saw it now i mean you and i were just talking there we both saw avengers today if we yes. saw in the space scenes you know uh as colorful a starscape as that we'd go well that looks a bit naff but I, I i think it's quite evocative because i think back to to the time of when this came out and also at the same time you had on tv you had like battle of the planets which had yeah. these amazing anime colourful starscapes as well. So um, I think it's more a nostalgia thing for me, why I like it. Yeah, it's also, I suppose, we're much more used to, I say photographs of space. They're not photographs, of course. They're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're computer renditions of, of what the data that's coming back suggests space is. Mm. Um, but we're more used to seeing, air quotes, photos of space now than we were 
in the back then. Sort of late seventies. I mean, if you wanted to see space in the late seventies, you had to go out in your back garden and look upwards, didn't you? Yes, yeah. And of yeah. course, at the time on Doctor Who, you never had starscapes like the Blake Seven ones. You never had these no, I think, massively colourful ones. It was more clo- realistic, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was because I think the closest in feel Doctor Who in feel to Blake Seven was Invisible Enemy, wasn't it? It and, was. And you're, yeah. you've got ships flying through quite realistic space, but then hitting terrible sort of cloud uh, animation things but yeah don't, much more realistic space yeah don't you in that one you have like saturn or something there's a planet in the yes. sky yeah, with, there with, is a, with there the rings is, yeah. there's right, a ring there's planet, a planet isn't there. it yeah yeah so anyway yeah we get the, the this colorful starscape and we go inside and of course this is just after cygnus alpha yeah um yeah and of course, that means the crew are still in their original outfits they were wearing right in in the very first episode. And uh, Jenna's giving Blake driving lessons. Cut primaries, reverse thrust. Check. Stabilize and trim back to stationary. Check. Negative antigraphs. Compensate for orbital drift and hold. All confirmed. Good. Right, let's check with the expert. Zen, report status. Liberator is stationary and is stabilised in an anti-orbital posture. Whatever that means. It means we got it right. Together we can fly this ship manually. I think we make a good team. Well, hooray for us. What's eating you now? I'm just wondering how long we're going to live to enjoy our newfound skills. Zen, three six-degree survey, put etheric detector beams on maximum, report any space vehicles within range. Villa, put visual survey on the screen. Negative on all systems. There are no space vehicles within detector range. We've lost them. So much for Federation pursuit ships. At least we know we can outrun them. Outrun them. In this, we can outstroll them. Don't get too relaxed about it. They'll keep on coming. We have the whole universe to hide in. Except that we're not going to hide. Very soon now, the Federation ships will know exactly where we are. Or at least, where we've been. I don't follow you. Oh, but you do. And that's the problem. Up until now, we've only been a minor irritation to the Federation. I think it's about time we hurt them. I don't like the sound of that. Neither do I. I thought it was agreed we wouldn't do anything without discussing it thoroughly true. It was also agreed that anybody could opt out at any time. Just tell me when you want to leave. Oh, I will. Yeah, showing him showing him how to uh, pilot the Liberator, which I don't think he ever really does anymore after that, does he? He just leaves no. it to other people. He, he leaves it to other people. And there's all sorts of technobabble going on during this yeah. bit. And, uh, <laughs> and I do like how Jenna has to remind Blake. I, I mean, she, he's, she's basically shown him how to park. And yeah. uh, and and he's forgotten to put the handbrake on or something, and and yeah, she has to you, you know remind him how to do it. This isn't invincible, Captain Kirk here. If Kirk was doing it, no. he would do it first time, you know. Yeah, this is again, it's it's a bit more realistic, isn't it? These are not. I mean, we later on we find out that Blake supposedly left the planet and everything, but sort of season one, there's nothing to suggest that Blake's ever left Earth before, let alone travelled in a spaceship. Mm. Um, so so this is all new these are sort of this this isn't a day-to-day occurrence for them is it mm. like mm. you know like captain kirk would be 
Um, so it's more, I think it's a little bit more realistic. They don't, mm. and it's, I, I love this period in Break 7 because they're, we're learning with them the capabilities of the Liberator, mm. and it all just feels a bit more realistic. It certainly does. And the last time we were in Season 1 was Cygnus Alpha, wasn't it, when we were talking about Vargas? And was, at the very yeah, end of right. that, yeah, at the very end of that, that was the very first time we heard the, the, the words pursuit ships and they yes. were chasing them and here they are that's they, they've just outrun those pursuit ships and as Villa says outrun them I mean this ship we can outstroll them doesn't he yeah um, and this is all they're really interested in at the moment isn't it is keeping away from the Federation they're, you know they're, they're not good enough that they could turn around and fight it no. interesting they don't they don't ask Zen to turn around and fight the pursuit ships or whether they Zen's even capable of it Mm. They just leg it, don't they? They do leg it. And and it's in this story, of course, where you get the voice of dissent from Avon. This is the very first yeah. time, really, he, he, he's standing up and objecting and pouring scorn on, on Blake's ideas because he says, well, we're not going to be able to run away forever. And Blake says, well, we're not going to. Um, yeah. um, we're not going to hide. We're going to, um, um, you know, uh, we're not going to follow. Um, and, and that's when they come back and they say, well... Um, um, Villa says, "Oh, I don't follow." When Blake yeah, starts suggesting that, they oh, do. but you do, <laughs> and that's the problem. Yeah. Yes, yes, classic uh, Avon lines. Yes, and I think it's very interesting here that there's obviously been another conversation we're we're not privy to about yeah. how how if they want to do anything, they've all got to discuss it first. Yeah, they they're very much a democracy at the moment, aren't they? The, mm. the, or or Blake's, dem- Blake's pretending it's a democracy, isn't he? Well, he's just about to do that in the Soria yeah. Major bit, but we, we're not going to talk about that today because we're saving that for when we do the special episode on Cali. Yeah. We're going to be look, coming back to this story because, um, 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 yeah, you know, Blake tells Avon to let him know when he wants to leave. You know, you can leave at any time, just let me know. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I will, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, Paul Dow is at top form here, and he's... We've, we've said before that some of the characters took a bit of bedding in, but I think Paul Darrow hit the ground running with Avon. Um, Avon. Avon was the other way around, wasn't it? Sort of, he hit the ground perfect hmm. and then gradually got worse. Yes. <laughs> to, you know, but everyone else sort of were, were still like, you've got prototype Villa in the early episodes and, yeah. you know, prototype Blake. Yeah. And, and, I also like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the fourth ever story. I like the way that you don't, you can actually see the point at which the descent and the scorn starts in Avon. And that's after he's been to the strong room and he's seen all the money. So not only has he got this incredible ship that he's on, but it's also, he's got all this money. And I think that's at the point where he's like, well, if I can do away with Blake, you know. Yeah, he's now now got possibilities, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's seen opportunities now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a Pet Shop Boy, Boys song? Is it? I don't Opportunities. I've never been to Pet money. Shop Boys, really. Okay, all right. Well, uh, all right. As I say, we're going to ignore the bit about Sorian Major and then going to yep. Sorian Major. Um, and it's sometime later, and Jenna's on the flight deck. And Blake is dozing on the settee. Blake? Yeah? <clears throat> Are there any artificial satellites on our course? I don't know. I'll check. Well, none to be seen. Are you getting something? Yes, something. 
How long has it been registered? A couple of minutes. Signal's getting stronger. Zen, visual detector scan and computer analysis on grid 115, please. The signal is mechanical. It emanates from a space projectile of unidentified origin. Translator units categorize the signal as a distress call. Estimate the projectile's speed and course. No indication of motive power. The projectile's movement is only subject to space drift and orbital influence. They've lost power. They're in real trouble. Again, you wouldn't get Captain Kirk just dozing in his chair like this, would you? No. It'd be nice if he did. I think that would be more realistic. Because it's got to be boring, isn't it, being in command? He's <laughs> just sat there. You can't, you're not having to make decisions every second, are you? No, and also, you know, in the Blake 7 universe, it takes time to get to places. Yes. It's not instantaneous yeah. like Star Wars. Yeah, it's... You're, you're right. It, it Again, it's slightly more realistic, isn't it? That I mean, it's not real, real, because obviously it would take him years to get anywhere. Um, but it, it feels like they're actually travelling. It's not mm. just a plot device to you know, give a different location. Yeah, because you don't know how much longer it's going to take, so I no. guess the others have gone off to have a nap. But, no, Jenna's noticed this blip on the scanner, um, which we can clearly see on our big TVs and, and DVDs. It's a, it's, a, it's a green bulb, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. No um, expense considered. Yep. <laughs> something's up ahead, and, uh, and Blake checks with Zen, and and I like when he when he asks Zen to check it out. He actually says please to Zen. Yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> and and Zen comes back and says it's a mechanical space device, which is sending out a distress call. First question of the show: um, How does Zen know that's a distress call? Yeah, I this I suppose it's a bit like Alien, isn't it? <laughs> You know, they, they, they get that thing and they think it's a, a distress call and it's not. Mm. Um, I don't know. Does, it, does Zen, at some point, we don't we find out that Zen is like programmed for lots of different if, languages and that? Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. I'll or pass are, that. Are these, well, here's a little theory. Are these people the original system people? Oh. Mm. You know, the ones See, that before the computer took control of the three worlds. Was this one of them trying to get away? See, I thought from something that's going to happen uh, shortly that it's actually an Earth planet. Yeah. It, it was seeded on Earth, and that's maybe how come he, he notices yeah. it. But, yeah, no, it's just, oh, it's a distress call. Um, it reminded me of Space 1999. I've just finished the Season 2 Blu-ray set, and you've oh, got the luck. one called, yeah, the one called Dorzak. Yeah. And uh, Helena Russell says, we, we, today we've heard the most chilling sound, the, the universal plague warning tone. And it's like, yeah. well, how do you know what, what a universal yeah. plague warning tone is? Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this thing, yeah. this mechanical space device is drifting without power. Yeah. Um, and so they go to take a look. And uh, Jenna smells a rat, doesn't she? she? She says it's a trick used by space pirates. Yeah, space pirates. We've uh, had space is... pirates before, haven't we? we We've have, heard yes, mention yeah. of them, think, so we don't if... need to put them on the list again. No, I think they're already on the list. Um, th this is this is um, Han Solo Jenna, isn't it? Before she became yes. a non-entity, yeah, uh, where her history still was quite valuable. Mm. Didn't didn't last long, but uh, 
it's nice i like i like when they give jenna well you can obviously see yeah 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 yeah, sally nivette um Mm. read the first few scripts and it's like oh this is a nice meaty role you know this isn't your uh usual damsel in distress you know uh role i'll take it on and if it had carried on like this then yeah presumably she would have stayed on much longer yeah would we, if she'd have carried on as a, a strong character, do you think she would have took over from Blake? She could have. I mean, that would have been yeah. brilliant, wouldn't it? I thought that would have been that would have been really good because Avon could then have stayed as the, the cynic, the, the the cynic that we know and love. Mm. Um, yeah, the the whole of season three and four would would have felt different. Mm. Mm. Can you imagine? Because they could have brought Tarrant on. Well, I was just and going. He's, and he's then again because he's a, he's a little bit sexist, isn't he? He would, you imagine him? He would go up against Jenna naturally. Yes. You know, yeah, that would have been good. We should be well, right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you know, if Jenna had stayed on mm. for for uh, season three, what what would have been better to to have Jenna and Tarrant or Jenna and Dana? Which would have been yeah. better dy- dynamic for the show and the crew? I think. I think for the show, it would have been better, Jenna and Tarrant, because you've got conflict. Mm. Um, I think for for the crew, Jenna and uh, Dana, because she could have took Dana under her wing, mm. taught her how to be a space pirate. Space pirate. <laughs> to teach her the old All tricks, right. like yeah. universal plague warnings. <sighs> In. Um, th- then we get our first view of this yes. mechanical space it's Ford device. Cortina, isn't it? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. They don't recognise the design, and that's kind they of will do. It, they <laughs> will do because it goes on to become the Ford that's Cortina true, of the universe. You're right because they recognise it when they see it in white as the Federation ship in um, the Ice Vulcan. In Orac, uh, yeah, but or in yeah. Orac, don't they? It's oh what yeah, they saw Julius. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Or the one before that, yeah, no, yeah. Deliverance wasn't it? It's the one that Ensor Junior's yes. in, yes. And 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 Avon recognises it, but no, here <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an unknown slight, mechanical yeah. space device. It's a device. slightly different colour, therefore different ship. There's nothing coming back except the same distress call. It must be on a mechanical repeater. Do you recognise the type? No. Primitive. Too small to sustain a full life support system by the look of it. Doesn't seem to be any heavy armament. Could be a high-speed transporter. Transport what? Do we care? <laughs> Getting nervous? No. I've been nervous all along. I do not like the look of that thing. Zen, have the sensors picked up any sign of life? No information can be given. That is not what I asked. I want to teleport across there. There is room. And life support? There is life support for a... Limited. Period. I'll go and take a look at them. I'll come with you. Haven. It is in... 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 I'll have to overhaul that thing. Same... Uh, Villa doesn't like the look of it. Here we no. are. Villa's um, um, being sensible and nobody listening yep. to him. He doesn't want to go anywhere near it. And he's quite right. He's quite right. Mm. They should listen to Villa. It'd be a much better show if they listened to Villa. The show could have gone in a completely yeah. different way. Yeah. Um, it's interesting next because Zen says there's no uh, that there's no information on life that can be given. Yeah. And very reluctantly says that there is room and life support for a limited period. 
And now I I always thought that there's this strange little bit after he's given this bit of information out as I say reluctancy. He says it is, and then you've got a few in in in, and then I thought he says the word zen. Right. Because you remember in the very first time yeah. in Spacefall, he always answered or started a sentence or ended it in the word Zen. Yes, and which I think I, they probably dropped very quickly, didn't they? Yeah, I've always thought he says it is in, in, in Zen. And there's this thing that Gan's going to say about, oh, maybe Zen's got a limiter to limit the amount of information yes. that he can give out. But I watched it with subtitles, and he doesn't say it, it is in, in, in Zen. He says it is in, in, in sane. It is insane. Oh, I never picked that up. Mm. I don't know what he means by it is insane. What is in? It is insane to go across to the capsule. Well, is I, that what he's saying? Because I, I've, I've sort of read this in several ways, because the original, the original idea was that Zen was a bit of a mystery... And is he on their side? Is he helping them? Can he help them? So I thought at first it might be something like that, where he's he's sort of saying, "No, you've you've got to, you've got to experience this on your own. I'm not here to help you," sort of thing. But then I, with the way they play this, I always assumed it was that he's he's scanned the ship and something on the ship has affected him. Mm. So he's sort of he's yeah a bit like Gan said it's a limiter, but I I always thought it was like the ship stopping him from warning them mm. yeah but when when we go across to this capsule we find out it's very basic yeah, technology it's so it's not yeah. inf- how can a basic ship yeah. like that influence a super ship and super yeah. computer like zen yeah you're right well, what we see there's no way it could no unless uh unless the computer perhaps their perhaps their computer was so primitive that it brought zen down a bit you know mm. Mm. i don't know I don't know, uh, but uh, Blake and Jenna are going to teleport over, and yeah. uh, and, and there's old uh, Avon, and he sends them across. Now, when they arrive, they're bent over, yeah, aren't they? Right. Now, um, if they're bent over, how, how come they're bent over? Wouldn't they, if it was so cramped in there and they didn't know it, wouldn't they, at their heads and shoulders, have just teleported inside the metal roof of the uh, of, of the capsule? Well, they because they say it's it's cramped, don't they? And it's so high in that, even though it doesn't really match what they say. Um, but yeah, it is Avon able at that point to like scan them and almost position them so that they. I it's it's a bit lucky, isn't it? <laughs> it would have been good actually if they if they'd have beamed across or teleported across. And then it cuts to a shot, and Blake's arm is hanging is through the wall. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's just lost his arm. Isn't isn't yeah. it in Blake Seven? I'm not thinking of Star. Oh no, I'm thinking of Star Trek, where where they uh, Scotty says, "Oh, it's a bit cramped in there. You better bend down." And they bend down, yeah, don't they? That, before, yeah, that's in. Oh, it's uh, the Corbomite maneuver. Corbomite maneuver, yes, because yeah. the guy is very small. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought maybe that might have been Blake Seven, but it's not. Of course, it does. It? it does remind me of um, the hilarious. I think it's season one or season two next gen episode where they've been wharf and someone else across to a ship they find a ship floating like this and then wharf gets out his tricorder and goes the atmosphere's okay and i thought wouldn't you wanted to check that before, <laughs> before you beam across <laughs> or at least send data on his own or something yeah, yeah. 
Do they they check the oxygen, don't they, on this? Yes, he says yeah. there's life yeah. support for a very yeah. limited time. Limited I don't know time, why yeah. a limited time. I mean, I mean, if that air has been there for hundreds of years... It's going to be stale anyway. It's going to be very stale. It would stink or something, yeah. wouldn't it? Because it's a very cramped set, isn't it? This is You haven't got much room in here at all. No, um, it's, um, it's a very poorly designed ship, isn't it? It's a, it's a much smaller ship, even though visually mm. on the outside it looks like the Ford Cortina that we see Ensor Jr. Yeah, in. it's certainly smaller. Though. It's much smaller because we we'll, when we eventually get round to talking about Ensor Jr., you've got the cockpit with him and that Marriott or whatever his name was. Yeah. And in the background behind them, you can clearly see their two escape pods. Um, maybe yeah, they, they, they could have fitted in, 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 in this room that we're in now. It's a very harsh design, isn't it? It's all very brutal yeah. and everything, which I guess matches what we're going to know of these uh, aliens. Yeah, they're obviously some sort of Klingon warrior race, aren't they? Mm. Mm. I think. Right, so they, they have a bit violent, anyway. They are a bit violent, yes. Um, I, I thought maybe it's, a, it's an Earth-based planet that they come from, because Jenna can understand the controls. Yeah. Thank you, Avon. You ever seen anything like this before? No. Well? Controls are very basic. Just enough instruments to make a safe landing. Everything's manual. Why put manual controls in an unmanned craft? What's that? Distress relay. Probably cuts in automatically when a major fault develops. Ah, here it is. What? The fault circuit tracer. There's a malfunction reading on the auto nerves. That's what must have activated the cutouts on the propulsion units. Well, that explains why they're drifting. But you don't put circuit tracers in an unmanned craft. There must have been a crew on board. Well, the locks on the inner hatch are still secure. What about this one here? It's locked. So if there was a crew... They're still here. fingers. That's it. This is the same process they used centuries ago on the early deep space flights. They subjected their crew to extremely low temperatures to suspend the aging process. This is a cryogenic capsule. much we can do for them here. Reanimation will be a slow process. We can't just leave them here. Yeah, we'll worry about that when we get back. Our air's running out in case you hadn't noticed. I hadn't wanted to worry you. Avon, do you read? I hear you. Bring us back. 
bring us back? I can't. The teleport control is burned out. What did you do? Not a thing. It blew all by itself. Can you repair it? No need. There's an automatic repair system and it's working. How long? I don't know. Why not? Zen won't tell us. Our air is running out. Yes, I was afraid of that. How long? Minutes. Get Zen to maneuver the ship round and bring the entire projectile on board. I'd already thought of that. Zen refuses to do it. Then you'll have to. That's very chancy, Blake. If Liberator so much as nudges then that ship... Then you better get it right. I suppose that if you take it that, yeah, she does understand them, then you may well be right. It Either it's very coincidental that they use the same controls as the... The Earth. I was going to say the UK then. <laughs> the Earth. And uh, you could be right. It could be that this is a an old Earth ship. See, mm. we don't know, because we don't know what happened before the Federation, do we? No, no. There, there, there could have been centuries mm. of turmoil yeah. before the Federation rose up out of it. You this know? could have been the, the great Brexit wars it... and people were leaving the planet. Are we seeing the start of the Federation, do you think, with well... what's happening now? Could be, could, could be. be. Servalan, Theresa May. Ooh. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, no. She's more like Moloch, I think. Yeah. Put a string of pearls around Moloch's neck and, and, and a dodgy you know jacket, yeah. and you've got Theresa May. Yeah. Yeah. Much, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Blake says the controls are all there, obviously, for a crew, so where's the crew? Yeah. Um, they, they they seem to have uh, missed these three coffins that they've walked past. Yeah, they, they've they they've got a bit of uh, sci-fi blindness, haven't they? Because... The first thing you notice is that there's the, like you say, the three man-sized. Mm. What you would th- you immediately look at them and go, oh, is that beds or crow units or something? Even we do, and we yeah. don't, even, you know, we <laughs> don't have them style of spaceships. Yeah, four Ford Cortinas. We do, we do. But they they open them up. They got these nifty little covers that slide back, and and they're human-like, although they've got veins all over their faces, haven't they? Well, I didn't. I couldn't work out whether it was meant to be veins or tattoos or what. I, I thought know. it was veins. I could think be it veins. Was veins. Yeah. yeah. And Jenna says, "Oh, well, this is the same process. Uh, centuries earlier, they were used for early deep space flights, weren't they? It was chirogenic. So, so again, if she recognises that from centuries earlier, Earth stuff, perhaps hmm. this is an Earth one. Perhaps could you're be right. an Earth ship. Yeah. 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 Um, the the first one they look at in a very Planet of the Apes way, I thought, is yes. dead. Um, um, not, not, not. Uh, what is that in there? It doesn't look like a, a, a mummified body. It looks like a vampire or something. Yeah, I think they've just got something out of storage, haven't they? Out they the have. Yeah. yeah. And it don't, doesn't look human. <laughs> no, no. And and the other two are asleep. Um, yeah. Blake doesn't want to leave them there, um, so they ask to teleport back. And uh, the teleport's broken. I I like when the teleport is first broken. Avon says the teleport's broken, and it's a case of is he telling the truth or not? Because this is yeah. an ideal time to to yeah. leave Blake and Jenna behind, isn't it? It's perfect because you just tell Villa and Gan it went wrong. Yeah, yeah. They were beamed into deep space. Yeah, and Paul Darrow's delivery is very how like. 
yes. when he's going, I don't know. I don't know how long the uh, the auto repair. I expect him to keep saying Dave. I don't know yeah. how long the auto repair will take Dave. He would have made a good Hal, actually, wouldn't he? Have been yeah, he, he deadpans it totally. Yeah. And and he and so they've got no. They can't come back. He's got no idea how how yeah. long the auto but repair this is, will take. Yeah, this is Zen's broken it, isn't it? To yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. Z- Zen won't tell him how long it will yeah. take. And also, Zen refuses to bring the capsule into the ship. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Blake says, "Well, you're going to have to, then, aren't you?" And uh, Avon mulls it over and goes, "Oh, it's oh, it's risky. Well, yeah. then you better get it right, then. You know." Um, again, we've talked about this before. Blake does to to a degree, even in these early days, he he trusts Avon. He knows Avon is yeah. a skilled person. Um. Um, and Blake asks, why Why didn't Zen warn them? And Jenna says, I think he did. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's a, I like this because, again, it's, it's, is, Zen, is Zen just alien? So we're not, you know, we're, we're trying to put human motivation onto Zen. Mm. And mm. it's not. And I like, I really like this. Rather than, you know, later on, he just becomes another computer, doesn't he, really? Same as all actors. Um, but early on, yeah, it's still it's still a mystery. Yeah, talking about Aurac, I I've, I thought I meant to have said this during the uh, the uh, Cygnus Alpha one as well. Peter Tudnam's delivery of Zen in these early days is very Aurac like. It, yeah. It's quite high pitched. He hasn't got that resonance, the the the, the deepness, the ponderous almost tone. Yeah, well, uh, I that suppose he develops. Once, yeah, once he had to do Aurac. Oh, he that's a good point. He had to distinguish. Him, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he does sound in 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 the in the clips I'll be putting on yeah, this. Yeah, he does sound Aurac like. Yes, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, next, we've got some excellent model work. Um, yeah. As you've got these whacking some great nice big hole hole doors opening, which um, we think are the red things, don't we? Yeah, the but they're clearly not red, are they? No. They're not but where red. else could it be? And and there's no sides to it. There, you've just got these doors. There's no further length of the hole anywhere. It's not flush no. with the ship. It's just sticking out somewhere. Doors in space. Yeah. Doors in space. Yes. Yeah. And I like this scene. It's quite a tense scene, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's it's good. It's um, on the on the budget they've got. It it really works quite well. Mm, mm. And you do feel that he might get it wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Avon might screw this up because yeah. because he might screw it up by accident, but he might screw it up on purpose. Yeah, and and you know he doesn't do it first time. You know he has no. to have a couple of attempts at it. The music's really good. The music is really selling it. And as I say, the miniature work is really good. I'm I'm assuming this is that that initial block of uh, photography that yeah, uh, you know Ian Schoons did at Bray. Yeah. Yeah, because it looks too good, doesn't yeah. it, for later You're on? Right. Yeah, yeah, and he does it. Um, all three of them look really, uh, you know, pleased and relieved and everything. Even Avon and uh, I like I like the line transfer to inner hold number five. So the yeah. Liberator has got at least five inner holds. Yes, which yeah. is is not the doors because they're transferring it from that, isn't it? So no, it's going on a conveyor yeah. belt to, to inner hold number five. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I wish they had. I, I wish there was an official blueprint mm. of the Liberator. Well, you can come up with one. Oh, just draw one. Yeah, come but it wouldn't be official, one. would it? We wouldn't. It wouldn't be. Uh, I suppose. Where do you think the toilets are? <laughs> they just go straight out into space. <laughs> it's like a just a porthole. Yeah, a little porthole. You, st- <laughs> you stick your ass out the window. 
<laughs> you just got this line of bums yeah. as they all go to the toilet at the same time. Um, Blake and Jenna get out, and it's a really nice uh, full-size version of yeah. the model. I don't know what, which came first, the full-size one or the uh, smaller one, because um, mm, interesting, Simon yeah. said, didn't he, when on, on our London special uh, special episode, that he made the Ford Cortina. Yes. So he made the model for this episode. But I'll have to ask him. Yeah, ask him whether which was was it was the drawings based on the or did he base the model on the full size drawings perhaps or or, or the you other know, way the round he made the yeah. model that was given to the BBC and then the the, the prop boys had yeah. to make a full size one. I'll have to you ask would think him. you would think it would be easier to make the full size one with the bits you've got hmm. and then make the model one afterwards, wouldn't you? Rather than trying to replicate. Models, yeah, it's diff- I'll ask. I'll ask this, him, yeah. and and whatever he says, I'll I'll put it on the Facebook yeah. page when uh, when this episode comes out. Okay. Anything? Most of it's been scraped away. Must have been in space a long time. Wonder where it came from. <laughs> More interesting is where it was going and why. Let's see if Avon's got any ideas. What do you think? It's an old ship, all from a technologically backward culture. Sublight drive, so obviously the destination was outside the star system from which it was launched. Obviously. Why? They wouldn't bother to put the crew into suspended animation unless the journey was likely to last longer than the natural lifespan of a man. The cryogenic system halts the aging and the decay. These two are probably hundreds of years old. Is there any idea of where they were going and why? No, but they weren't planning on coming back. All the instruments are set for landing. There's nothing for takeoff. You no point in going back. The world they left would be dead years ago. No sign of any weapons. In fact, there isn't much equipment at all. Either they were headed for a civilized destination where they expected a friendly reception, or we are missing the point entirely. It all seems a bit single-minded to me. I've cut in the reanimation unit. It'll take a little while, but these two should come out of it, and then they'll be able to tell us what it's all about. But can we speed it up? It's programmed. Interfere with it, and you could kill them. Well, Blake and Jenna, they thank Avon, who who just shrugs it off. And yes. uh, Jenna has a look at it. I, I like the finish of this uh, ship, because it's all gun metals uh, and, and, yes, and, and, and metallics. It never looked quite as good once they painted it white. Not yeah. when it was white and red. Like no. we later, because we also see it in um, the one with Provine, don't we? Yes. It's his escape yeah. capsule. Yeah. Um, the markings, she says, have been completely scraped away. And uh, and, and Avon, know it all, Avon again. He says it's old, um, set for a very long journey, because why else would you put them into sleep like that? Um, no weapons uh, and no takeoff ability. So where, where, wherever they get to, they land and that's it. They get out and they don't yeah. come back. Yeah, he's a clever bugger, isn't he? He He's a clever bugger. Because he's also worked out how to defrost the other two. Yes. Yes. And and suggests getting the black box to figure out what's going on. Uh, This thing has got a black box. Do you think he defrosted them by reversing the polarity 
Like said last well, week. Well, it's a Terry script, so, you know, yeah. it could have been could in be. there, couldn't it? It could have been, yeah. And they put it under that dome in front of Zen. We've seen this before. We've seen this with that uh, Project Avalon little yes. uh, CSO globe. It's some sort of, like, scanner device, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like a little scanning area, which, again, they don't... It, annoy, I say annoy it. it, it um, I won't say upset. It's too strong a word, but... The fact that there's no continuity on these bits, and there could have been really nice continuity of that. You know, they they got it right a couple of times, and then they seem to just give up. I suppose when new directors and new people come on, and they haven't got the time to mm. to do mm. it. But yeah, it's a shame because these early episodes they do they do set up things that then rapidly disappear, don't they? Mm. And you just wish that they had like, like yeah. stayed with it a bit more. Yeah, like as they were going, they they perhaps write, written a, a, a liberator bible mm. to say that if you in your script if you want to do this then you use, use this. this and keep yeah. this prop don't destroy it and don't exactly, give it yeah. the doctor who to convert yeah. and, and stuff yeah, to like turn that into something yeah. else. I, I think that's why a lot of the time you know um you keep seeing different weapons whereas yes. before yeah. there was some, something adult we've said about the liberator torches and things like that you know yeah. they, they obviously had them there at some time but and i reckon the bbc they... for, but it'd be better for them budget wise wouldn't it if they said this is deliberate a torch. This is deliberate a toolkit. This is deliberate a gun, and look after them and keep them in storage. But I suppose the BBC didn't really work like that, did it? No, in desperate times. I mean, that that torch mm. that we were talking about, which was in Mission to Destiny, mm. you know, that that had a very nice, uh, clear hem- hemisphere at the front. You don't know yeah. the model makers have gone. Oh, we can use oh, that for that Space for City else. or yes, something like yeah. that, you mm. know, and and take it off and turn it into mm. uh, something else, you know. And the the other thing that's um difficult to, to get your head around these days is the fact that all of these sets were put up and struck in a 24-hour period yep. if they needed them the next episode or the next filming block they were put up and struck because they only at bbc only had limited studio these sets weren't left up like a film word no do all the scenes on that so that's why they get so tatty and why things disappear and i mean um one of the early uh william hartnell doctor who ones the the um uh scenic decorator was saying that when he got to the studio someone had chucked out all his stuff that they had used on film so they had to basically try and recreate it and it doesn't match no. and i i bet stuff went missing or stuff went i mean stolen i, I think matt Irwin says how many bracelets were stolen yeah they? yeah um so yeah, so perhaps you're right. Either the domes and that were used for something else, or someone had them away. Yeah, or they yeah. might have gone in the skip. Well, it could have gone in the skip. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to fast forward to a, a nice scene between Gan and Jenna. That that I re- yes. I never ever ever remember this. No sign of pursuit ships yet. Well, they'll find us sooner or later. And then we'll fight. Yeah. I keep wondering whether it wouldn't be better to opt out of all this. Find a safe planet. Hide. They'll still find you. I suppose. But if you wanted to leave, you... You know that Blake wouldn't try to stop you. No, I know. What about you? Are you going to stick with him? I have to. I want to stay alive. And to do that, I need people I can rely on. I can't be on my own. 
What do you mean? God? I killed a security guard. They said it was murder, and he had a gun. I was unarmed. You see, he killed my woman. That must have been terrible. I'm sorry, my headaches. Because I've always thought that Jenna, you know, uh, follows Blake, no question. But here, Jenna is having second thoughts about whether she's doing the right thing or not. Yeah, she's she's not the the yes person that she becomes in this. She's yeah, she's still mulling it over. Yeah, and There's still room for her to go against Blake. Yeah, yeah, she, she she's she's like fifty fifty whether she's going to leave. Yeah. And and Gan says, you know, well, if you if you do you leave, yeah. you can't. They will find you sooner or later. And and she says, well, what about you? And he says, well, I, I need people around me. And this is where we get the start of the introduction of yes. his limiter story, don't we? We have have the thing about how they killed my woman. You yes. know, and all this. We've talked about this before. What, <laughs> yeah, what, what actually does he mean by that? But yeah. again, we'll save all this for the Gan yeah. episode. Yes, yes. But it's a nice little scene. Mm. I like these sort of these little no action, no nothing, but it it fleshes everything out. Yes, yeah. It wasn't necessary, but it's no. it, 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 it's, nice. it's nice. Yeah. And uh, Jenna goes down to see how the aliens are, are getting along. Uh, and we get some nice creepy music. I was saying earlier, you know, I've just been watching Space 1999, which you know, you know, is hideously yeah. dated by those flares. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, we get a date on this now. When she gets in the capsule, the size of her platform heels. Oh, wow. They're, they're just wow. massive. They're top of the pops heels, aren't they? They're oh, definitely. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can imagine Mark Boland wearing them can't you yeah oh they are glam rock shoes yeah. definitely glam rock shoes that's it glam rock yeah yeah, yeah. uh the dead one is thawed out we can see even more now it don't look anything like yeah. um uh, what what a skeleton should look like and uh and, and the other two are their, their little like hatches have been closed back up um and uh she she opened ones and 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 uh gets grabbed by him yeah she's uh, always getting grabbed isn't she? yeah this is by the way they haven't got names but this is alien one all right. Okay. All right. He he is Alien One. All right. Um, and then she opens the second one. Alien One, by the way, has got that hawk nose, hasn't he? Right. Um, yeah. Alien Two, which I, I think we we could call Mister Mustache. Yeah, right? he's got a lovely mustache. He, he's already <coughs> gone. He's gone already. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so she 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 go looks out into the hold, uh, goes out, and that's when the other one sits back up. Oh, hawk nose sits up, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, and they. They try and make this a bit sort of creepy and a bit tense, but I, I, I never think that the 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 old uh, multi-camera setup that they used then really gives itself over to this style of uh, of sequence. No, no. But as I say, I remember this sequence very, very well from the novel. Yeah, the it, novel is it, it, it was it, far more effective. Yeah. I seem to remember, I mean, I can't remember the last time I read that novel. Um, there was more blood in it. I, th yes. I think when that wrench, is, uh, you know, is thrown at her, um, it, she says about, you know, she's got agony in her arm and there's yeah. blood and stuff like this, you see. Um, but before that, uh, Jenna tries calling out and saying, like, well, we're not going to hurt you, and there's no response. And yeah, then she gets a wrench thrown at her, which seems to be by the clunk as it lands on the ground a, 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 a wooden wrench. Yeah. Sound like a bit of wood painted blue. Um, and she goes to uh, warn Gan 
and of course the communicator has been smashed yeah uh, there's a question there how does the alien know that's a communicator yeah because why why yeah why would he why would that even cross his mind hmm. Hmm. and even if he was a highly trained uh you know Assassin. soldier that their first thing is cut off community how does he know you know like you say how does he know that's not just an air freshener right. it looks more like an air freshener than communicate to me it does especially when you've got a bank of instruments just on the other yeah. side there it why wasn't he smashing everything yeah and and that's when he comes out that's when mr mustache comes out and yes. really rubbishly runs at her um, yeah they're not again bbc can't do fights no and he gets his arm caught in the door and th this always used to annoy me this used to happen a lot in tv shows this guy's got his arm caught in a door so therefore that must be hurting a bit but he screams more when jenna bites his arm yeah that how can that be hurting more than having a whack a great big door squashed on your arm yeah it i i don't understand i mean in, you're right, in sci-fi stuff and Doctor Who, it just happened all the time where people would get their arm caught in a door. Of course, now it, it very rare, it hardly ever happens with doors because you know they've got sensors on them that yes. are designed not to do that. You know, Try and, try and uh, get your arm caught in a lift door or, something, or a tube train door. It's, it's really impossible. nigh on impossible. Yeah. But uh, we were naiver then. We were, we were. But uh, yeah, so he screams, he pulls his arm back in, she closes yeah. the door, locks it. And you think she she like needs tetanus or something now? She's bitten. I mean, he don't look clean, does he? He doesn't look clean, no. And, and he's centuries old as well, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, I can imagine what he tastes like. Mm. <laughs> she should have just spat as she ran away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and she goes off to warn Gan. Gan, Gan, where are you? What's happened? What's the matter? One of them attacked me. I, I tried talking to him, but I couldn't make him understand. It's all right. You're safe now. Where but is he? he? He's in the hold. I, I've locked the door. He threw something at me. I, I think he's practically broken my arm. Let's take a look at it, eh? I tried to get you on the communicator, but he smashed it. Then he rushed me. He's probably frightened. No, he didn't look frightened. He just looked murderous. Could be... He's been asleep for centuries, and then he wakes up in a strange place, not knowing what's happening or why. He could be confused, I suppose. We have no idea what mental damage can be done by long-term cryogenic suspension. It's amazing. Thank you. You stay here. I'll go and sort him out. And, yes. uh, and and tells it's quite why she's bothering going to get Gan. I mean, God, mm. he's, he's not a lot of use, is he? No, no. He fixes her arm with one of those little pad things, yeah. doesn't he? And yeah, uh, look, it it looks just like a, um, yeah, like a writing. You know, the the oh, what do you call them? You used to use them with um, oh, the, the, pens, the, to, to, know, to dry the, the ink. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a blotter. Blotter, blotter, yes. Yeah, That's it does it look is. like a blotter, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a space blotter. Space blotter. Yeah, like yeah, it. yeah. And and she reckons he's murderous. Um, yeah. Um, but 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 Gan is saying, he, he's looking for the best in him. He's like, oh, we might be confused, yeah. you know, you've been asleep all this time, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, no one's at their best when they first wake up. I certainly am not. He just hasn't yeah. had his coffee. That's what it yeah. is. He was running to get the coffee. That's what it was. Yeah. But we he, also don't, don't know that they might have been running away from a 
uh, authoritarian government run by blonde women. Oh, it could be. No, I think he yeah. was going for a coffee because, you know, in Alien, they've been asleep for ages. Kane gets, want, wakes up. Yeah, what is the first thing he does? He goes and makes coffee. a coffee. Yeah. Do you think then he was trying to get coffee out of the communicator and that's why he broke it? He wasn't. He didn't think it was communicator. He uh, just couldn't get any coffee out of it. And that's why he's is angry. It, yeah, that's why he's angry. He's, he's, put his, he's put his 5p in one of the slots. <laughs> no coffee. It would have been ah. about 5p then. I it reckon if Jenna been. just stood out the way, he'd have been off down to the canteen. Yeah, I think so. He would have. She should have just offered him some coffee. Yeah. But Gan says he's going to go and sort him out. Now, how? How and why? They, they, yeah. they are all locked in that hold. Yeah. All you've got to do is wait for Blake and the others to come back, and then they can sort it out. Yeah. Yeah, you don't... Just leave them. What are they going to do? Mm. Also, and like I say, what... Gan knows he's useless. Yes. Yeah. He's going to sort them out. But also, I know Jenna's injured, but she's not injured enough that she's incapacitated. Go with him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Two oh, guns no. better than one. No, they have got to do something about it because shortly they they patch in, don't they, into the power system and it oh, starts yes, draining right, the liberator. Yeah. So yeah, and that's it just coming up. Um, you yeah, know, the lights start flickering on the liberator and um, and calls Gan over the communicator and uh, we have nice shots of the corridor as she's calling him and then um, we see the crushed communicator and she sounds like a Dalek through that yeah. one. Mm. Yeah, so it's still working. Yeah, it didn't break it very well. The other thing is, if they'd have just had a decent fuse box on the Liberator flight deck, just pull out the fuse for the the hold. Hmm. Why have we got better stuff than they've got? <laughs> but she off she goes. Uh, you know, weapon in hand, and yep. uh, she looks good. She looks nice and serious here. This is the still, you know, the Jenna that uh, you know was a force but to be reckoned with. Yeah. But isn't this the shot where she keeps firing her gun? So she must be nervous. Yeah. Because the gun's just flashing away like nobody's business. I, yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah. I do. She does look serious and she looks good. Yeah. Although, I, having said that, she just fell into Gan's arms, didn't she, when she went back she did, to the flight yeah. deck. So that was a bit bad. Did you, did you notice as well that sometimes her gun is the stunt version? No, I hadn't but, noticed. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because I'm making a gun at this very moment. Um so the, uh, the if you look at it, the one of the ones she's carrying about has got it's just a blank uh, um, perspex rod. There's no turning at the end, right? And the rings are very crude. Um, and I'm presuming it's a stunt version, so in a fight they could throw it about. But it's once you notice it, it's a bit glaringly obvious. I'll have to freeze frame it yeah. and uh, and put some screen grabs up yeah. and see all the differences between them. Yeah, all right. Um, so she gets there. The whole door is open. Um, yeah, Gan left it open. He left idiot. it open, idiot. Yeah, um, and you've got the disco lights, the very Buck Rogers disco lights, yes, uh, hooked yeah. up to the Ford Cortina, um, which she we, um, she doesn't. We assu- no- sorry, sorry, I can say we assumed that in the sort of late seventies, early eighties, we assumed that disco lights would have a bigger impact on society, mm, didn't mm, we? Than they I'm still waiting. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Mm. Because well, th- this is rubbish. You've got these disco lights trailing along the floor to the four yep. cortina and she doesn't notice them until she trips over trips them. on them yeah well i mm. i wonder if in the script this was it was a darkened hold you know? and then of course you get to the filming day and the, the lighting guys are going nope health and safety mm-hmm. not turn the lights off mm-hmm. so i wonder if perhaps it was meant to be dark because mm. otherwise her peripheral vision again is useless mm. yeah she goes into the ship. She goes into this capsule, yeah. and all three tubes are empty, including yeah, the, the dead the one. Gone? Yeah, yeah, where's the mummy gone? Yes, 
And uh, she she leaves again, and we get a hand come up, don't we? And, yeah. And that's meant to be a creepy moment. We're, we're, we're going to find out in a minute. It's Gan, right? Yeah. So Gan goes in the hold. We we later find out, you know, that the these he says, doesn't he? Gan. Oh no, no. Hang on, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, hang on. Let, let's yeah. just wait for that moment, okay? Because she 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 leaves, and that's when the hawk nose one attacks. Yes. And gets killed, right? And then, then Gan staggers out of the ship, and he says he can't stop them because of his limiter. And he seems to know that they'll kill anyone that's not them, right? Has he had a conversation with them? How does he know this? Well, I suppose he's he's based it on on faulty evidence, because he? he's just gone, mm, they're trying to kill me, they're not trying to kill themselves. Mm. Therefore, it's the old... Um, all all sheep are white because I've never seen a black sheep type thing. Mm. It's, oh, I suppose. Yeah, he's 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 an idiot basically. <laughs> yeah. Because he also said that that they'll kill anything that's not them. Well, they didn't yeah, kill why? him. Yeah, they the didn't. Case. So so his evidence is even more faulty. Yeah, they'll kill anything that isn't them. But the only thing they've encountered that's not them, they haven't killed. They haven't killed. And why was he lying in the in the little coffin? Yeah, having a rest. What, Did they put point, him in no, there? Yeah. I, well, I, it seems like they've treated him quite well, though, haven't they? <laughs> uh, they've been kidnapped by an alien ship. The aliens have have come at them with guns twice. And all they've done is tried to disarm one of them. Mm-hmm. And when they've disarmed the other one and, and, and knocked him out, they've gone and laid him down nicely in a bed. Mm. I think these are misunderstood. I think they're very people. much... At the moment, they are, yes. Yeah. But we got to fast forward again to Jenna in the teleport bay, and that's yep. when Mister Mustache appears and yes. uh, and and attacks, and we get this like little, little tumble between the two of them. Do you notice when he gets knocked against the uh, the teleport controls, the whole console moves yeah, backwards? It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it wobbles Sturdy quite a ever. bit, yeah. um, and he can't fire the weapon because, of course, it's been unplugged from uh, Jenna's power pack, yep. hasn't it? Yes, and yes. Uh, and he goes for a knife when Gang comes in. It wobbles again when uh, David Jackson leans on the console. That moves again as well. And um, and yeah, uh, he's got the knife, but Jenna shoots him just as he's about to uh, kill Gang. Yes, which again is, I think, a lot more bloody in the book, isn't it? When the Liberator guns seem to cause a bit of of body poppage. Body poppage. <laughs> Great, great line. Um, they think everything's over because, you know, that's the two of them dead. I don't know where yeah. the mummy went, but uh, uh, Jenna goes back to disconnect the Cortina as it's, yeah. as it's draining Again, power. This, all the problems in this episode are caused by people making assumptions, aren't mm. they? Mm. Some good. of it's backed up at the end, but, yeah. but, but right now it is just uh, assumptions. Yeah, it's just yes. assuming. Yeah, and after she's gone, uh, Zen tells Gan that the aliens are programmed guardians, uh, conditioned to kill anything that might endanger the brood units in the rear of the Ford Cortina. Because we've already we've already had this little letterbox, haven't we? That Blake yes, was checking yeah. out and Jenna was checking out. No, none of them went. Oh, I wonder what's behind there then. Um, and he also says that there are four guardians. Yeah, mm. he's helpful now, isn't he? He is. He's not, it, it, Bit late, Zen. Bit late. Indeed, indeed. Um, Jenna's uncoupling the old disco lights, um, yes. and and that's when we get a hand in the letterbox from from inside, and 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 the whole thing tilts back. Um, Gan teleports the others back up as as that back wall opens, and yep. um, the fourth guy creeps up, 
we don't we, we never really see him but he he creeps up with do you think he was in a coffin he must have been in he must have been in a coffin cryo sleep in that section so did they open that up start his defrosting or just a bit do you think he was like a super assassin or something Could like be, that yeah. why he they was like the captain his, or something he's the mint boxed version no i, I i've got a feeling he's more like mungo from blazing saddles they have to keep yes. him separate yeah. from everyone else um no mungo yeah, yeah. because he's his it that that knife thing right yeah. it looks like one of those wooden spatula things you doctors used to put on your tongue when they were looking in your mouth, yeah, with yeah, a groove a cut depressor. in it, a tongue depressor. Yes. It doesn't. It doesn't look very. Um, it's it's useful. It doesn't look weapon. dangerous, does it? No. It, it. I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like a, a wooden uh, salad tosser. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably what it is, isn't it? They've probably gone out to whatever the seventies version of IKEA. No, was. they just went to the BBC canteen. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they had no money. Yeah. Well, they probably went to the BBC canteen. So, got any knives? Oh no, they're all in use. Mm. We got we got a spatula. Mm. Oh, dude. <laughs> but that's it because he he creeps up on Jenna who doesn't yeah. notice he's there. Blake comes in, Jenna and pushes the guy into the controls, yeah. and he gets fried, and that's the end. Disco of it. lights not very safe. Mm. No no fuse box again. No, no no health and safety nightmare. Yeah, oh, yeah yeah. So and that's it because then we've got yeah. a bit about you know Callie welcome on board and blah 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 and all like this, uh, which we won't be talking about today. So so that's the aliens dead. Yeah, we never find out what they do with the ship, do we? We we postulated that it's still there. No, because the next scene is is, is an explosion, and it's like, oh, they've yeah. blown it up. But then you realise that's just a terrible effect of the base on Soria Major yes, blowing up. It's, it's just like a firework yeah. going off. Yeah, I, I I quite like the idea you said that it was there, and that's what Blake and Jenna used to escape from the Liberator. Mm. It would have been nice because um, they because they've <coughs> got the chirogenic well. thing, haven't they? You know, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, behind the scenes. All right. As I say, this is the fourth ever episode um, ever transmitted. Um, yeah. I've seen mentioned that um, uh, it, it was influenced by Space Seed, you know, the Khan episode of yes, Star yeah. Trek. I can see similarities there. There are, yes. Yeah. Ship found floating in space, cryogenically frozen warriors. Mm. Mm. Um, less less um, sort of yoga in this one <laughs> than there was in Space Seed. Yeah. Um, this is one of only two episodes, the other one being Bounty, where Gan's full name is mentioned, Olag Gan. Olag Gan, yeah. yeah. And I never liked that as a name. No, no. And both times it was mentioned by Zen. Zen is the only yeah. person that says Olag Gan. Unless Olag isn't his name and that's actually a Zen swear word. Mm. Like Dimwitty Dan. <laughs> Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah. Dumbo Gan. Dumbo Gan, yeah. yeah. Um in the uh, in the in the cast list, the assassins, these aliens, are just named as uh, Alien One, Two, and Three. Yes, I must actually. I, I must have a look in the book and see um, if they're named or any extra because I uh, can't see them calling them Alien One, Two, and Three in the book. No, no, yeah, exactly. Unless it's another alien yeah. or something like that. Okay. Um, and yeah, one, two, and three. We should say one, two, and four because three would have been yes, the mummy, yeah. wouldn't it? But uh, yeah. and they were all played by stuntmen. Um, not a surprise Which there. Makes sense. Okay, yeah. uh, Tony Smart, not that Tony Smart. Uh, mm. Mark McBride and Frank Henson. Okay, mm. um, and I thought we will focus on one of them. Okay, and I thought we will focus on Tony Smart, Alien One. Right. <coughs> okay. Um, yeah. Not Alien 2. Alien 2, okay, Mark McBride, he's Mr. Moustache. 
right? Right. Uh, that was a good moustache. It, it was. And, uh, but I, th- I thought we would look at Tony Smart because, number one, he's alien one. Um, yeah. But number two, he seems to have much more of a, a, a wide career than the other two. Oh, well, All right? makes more sense then, yeah. So anyway, th- yeah, this Tony guy, he was born in 1949, okay, um, mostly as a career as a, as a stuntman. But get this, in later years, he's moved into special effects. Oh. He is a, like a special effects technician now. Well, yeah. what, what's he worked on? Anything good? Oh, wait, wait for this, because unwittingly okay by us doing this special episode and uh, this is all thanks to david robbins we have a new genre champion oh yeah yeah forget michael gal being number one okay he has been thoroughly trashed all right because i mean you know this guy has appeared in films therefore that counts yeah. doesn't it in the genre yeah, tally? yeah I, I i think so if he's appeared on screen that counts mm. so um I thought what we'll do is we'll take a look at his uh, uh, stump work first. Okay. All right. Get ready for this. You're you're not ready for bed now, are you? Because this might take a while. No, no, I've got a few. Yeah, I've got a few minutes. All right. (laughs) Get this then. Right. Listen to this. Right. Good old Tony. Right. I'm guessing at the beginning of his career, he was based at Pinewood um, because his first films are all Bonds. and And then other films later on are all films that were made at Pinewood. Pinewood. Okay, so, are you ready? Yep. Okay, first film he was in, uh, the original Casino Royale. Wow. Right? His next film, You Only Live Twice. Okay? Right. Followed by On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Do we know who he stunted for? No, no. Was he like Bond? Just stuntman. Then he was the spy who loved me. I'm assuming if he was Bond's stuntman, he would get a, a credit for yeah, such. Yeah, I would have thought yeah. so. So, yeah, the first four uh, James Bond films, right? As I say, right. all at Pinewood. Next one's at Pinewood. He was stuntman in Superman. Yeah. Then he went back to Bond for Moonraker. Then he was in The Empire Strikes Back. Then he was back to Bond for Your Eyes Only. Uh, then he was in Dragon Slayer. We're getting quite a few favourites in this, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, these, these are big films. Yeah, next big film, An American Wealth in London. Well, your favourite. Yeah, back to Bond for Octopussy. Then, no one's favourite. Yeah, and again, no one's favourite. Well, there are some people who, who like it. Uh, Kroll. Yeah. Back to Bond for Never Say Never Again. Uh, then he was in Never Ending Story. Then A View to a Kill. Then Willow. Then the Adventures of Baron Munchausen, then Slipstream. Do you remember Slipstream? Oh, yeah, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yeah, the Microlight plane. Yes, yes, yes. Um, then Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, then Batman, the '89 Batman. Uh, then two Bond films in a row: uh, Golden Eye, followed by Tomorrow Never Dies. Then he was in that Merlin TV series, the Sam Neill one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, then Alice Through the Looking Glass, followed by Die Another Day, uh, Children of Men. Um, then, um, something we were talking about earlier on before we started recording, he was in Captain America, the first Avenger. Well, so we're getting quite up, up to date now, yeah, aren't we? He's um, he, he's a bit he's, busy boy. He's got to be the most successful actor we've ever had. I th- I think yeah, th- he he is the most up to date because after yeah. Captain America: First Avenger, he was in Jack the Giant Slayer. Um, then he was in Thor: The Dark World. 
Wow. Then, then he, he goes across to the States, unless they film some of it here in the UK, for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. And the last thing that he did uh, stunt work on was The Huntsman, uh, Winter's War. Okay? Wow. So that's his stunt work, which is quite a list. He hasn't, he hasn't done so much more as uh, in special effects. He, he's variously described as special effects assistant and special effects technician. Okay, so the first one where he's listed in that is uh, Die Another Day. So he not only did stunts on stunt work, and Mm. I don't know if he was doing special effects at the same time as doing the stunt work. Yeah, Yeah, blow something up as he's flying through the air. Um, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. Uh, Then Batman Begins. Then uh, the Daniel Craig Casino Royale. So he's been associated with two Casino Royales. (laughs) Uh, Back to Bond for Quantum of Solace. Then definitely went to the state because uh, he was in Kick-Ass, or the special effects on Kick-Ass. Then Into the Woods and his last special effects uh, uh, mention, I don't know if it's, it, it's very up-to-date, uh, Game of Thrones. Wow. Okay. So that's that. That gives... So he must be good at his job. Yeah, he, he must be. Yeah. Or cheap. Or cheap, yeah. <laughs> But uh, our, our previous, or our, our stand-in number one at the moment yeah. is Michael Gale with 29, uh, being thoroughly trounced by Tony, uh, genre tally of 38. I I sort of think no one can beat that. There is one, no, there are two people that I think yeah. we may be featuring that could possibly beat 38, but they're the mm. only two that I can think of, right? So he's got a genre tally of 38, that gives him a Star Wars tally of number one, and yeah. he must be the champion. Bond tally, bond tally fourteen. That's, I mean, even even if we had a bond, even if you had a, he wouldn't do a bond actor tally, nobody's yeah. done fourteen. So I think the the only person that might even have come close would be um, uh, the original Money Penny. Yeah, or if we were talking composers, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I I, th- I think we've got a champion uh, for the wow. Bond tally, definitely. Are you are you going to get a screenshot from each of those films of him doing his stunt? Work? Well, I could put any old body in the yeah. in the distance yeah. and say it was him. <laughs> you should do that and just do a little circle and an arrow. Yeah. So this is him. Look for anybody who's got a rubbish knife, and that must be yeah. him. Yeah. Mm. Anyone with a spatula. Yeah. So uh, that's that. That's old Tony's right. thing. Um, was it worth it? this bit getting this ship on board um i think no i don't think it was worth it because nothing good came out of it but i think they had to do it didn't they they couldn't just leave it well i was thinking if they <coughs> did leave it another ship could come along and it things yeah. could have gone very badly so they've actually might have, have saved lives by doing it yeah but it could have been serverland or travis's ship that came and picked it up yeah and there is that wiped. yeah but also if you're right and they did hold on to the ship in this like hold number five maybe blake and jenna did use it that's what they got in which out case in. in which case it was worth it because it saved their lives well well yeah yeah you know um the, the, there is the line uh Blake went with Jenna, or Jenna went with Blake. Yes. Now, those capsules, those life's capsules, can only hold one person. Unless they were, like, spooning or something, they wouldn't have yeah. both fitted in one of them, especially if she had no. her heels on. I mean, the only other option we've got is that Avon sold that ship to the Federation, mm. and that, that's why all the Federation ships look like it, because they went, oh, this is a good design. Or it's the same one each time. You've got a used spaceship yeah. place. 
Yeah, it could and be. And it just gets respray each time. Space ships, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we'll say a maybe then. For yeah, maybe, All maybe. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we're co- we're coming up for an hour. I didn't think we were going to talk for so long about three people that we don't know anything about. Yeah, three people with no names, no, <laughs> no lines, no, 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 and we 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 don't know anything about their their character mm. other than they're murderous. They're murderous. Yes. All right. Well, that's it then. Um, um, it's it's odd. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. No, it? no, it's good fun. Um, yeah. So thank you, David. Thanks for uh, yeah. Thank uh, you. Um, uh, suggesting that um and it, this is going to be a strange one because we've been talking season one today and, and, back, and we? next week we're, we're in season one again uh it's our official look at season one and we were talking earlier about uh space pirate tricks and everything and yeah it's quite uh quite a coincidence because next time um we're talking about that old flame of jenna's tarvin yeah, from space Bounty- Arab, space Arab pirates. Yeah, so. Mm. <laughs> Although I mean, you know what we we found hidden gems in this one, mm. but do, will we find hidden gems in the other one? Oh, we I... could we could we could always find out whether um, the girl's gun was a wealth of PPK. Yeah, I suppose. And is that a fire extinguisher painted blue? Yes. Yes. I think we know the answer to that. We'll one, do the we? research before next week. Yeah. All right. Okay, all right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks again to David. Thank you, Ian. No problem. I enjoyed that one. You get off to bed now because you're off to a Comic Con oh, yes, tomorrow, aren't you? To a, a con- yeah, Wales Comic Con tomorrow. Assuming we don't have another day of freezing rain mm-hmm. and hurricane right. force well, winds. Well, if you if, if you if you do, have fun mm-hmm. and uh, speak to you next week. No problem. Thanks, Cheers, Ian. Bye bye. Bye.